Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, as always, I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California, uh, and with me is in Oklahoma City, Randy Heyer. Randy, how you doing this week? Hey, how's it going, Will? I'm doing well. I'm hanging out. Excellent. Uh, this week we have a special guest with us uh, coming to us from San Francisco. Are you in San Francisco right now? Oh, I'm in Oakland today. Oh, you're in Oakland today. Okay. Mm, right. Coming to us from the East Bay uh, is a <laughs> friend of mine, comedian, actor, all-around uh, lovely guy, Tiramari Jyothi. How you doing, Tiramari? I'm Welcome. doing great, Will. How are you? Good to see you, Randy, after yeah. so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we are going with a movie that Randy you picked out for us to watch. I did. I picked it blind, uh, fellas. Uh, so. This is 1987. <laughs> Tom Holland, Fatal Beauty, starring Boy. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Sam Elliott. All right. Uh, well, what a wild ride! <laughs> it was a wild ride. I was very surprised by this movie <laughs> personally. Yeah. But do you guys know? Um, I mean, so, Tom. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, like, you said you picked it blind, but why? Why this? Okay. Like, how did this get on your radar? All right. Fair enough. Well, Tom Holland is the director of Child's Play and Fright Night, which Fright Night is one of my favorite horror movies ever. It's so good. And he also wrote um, Psycho Two, which is like an incredible, like miracle movie that it's good at all. You know, a sequel made twenty years later to one of the best mm -hmm. movies of all time. But um. Also, I don't know, I, it just took me back and it made me realize something that I had forgotten to do when I turned old enough to rent R-rated movies was go check out all the Whoopi movies. Because <laughs> you remember, I mean, how old are you, um, Tiramari? Uh, I'm, I'm 31. I'm okay. 1989. Yeah. So do you remember when like Ghost and Sister Act came out or... Yeah, see that—that's what I was thinking of when I came into this. Is like my introduction to Whoopi Goldberg was my elderly Indian grandmother, <laughs> and it was like Sister Act, and it was like all of her goofy stuff. I—I I thought that she was a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like watching this, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I know this movie was way more serious than I thought it would. I thought it would have a lot more jokes in it than it did, but. Yeah, like, I just remember as a kid watching Ghost and Sister Act and having whoopee fever, you know, but I wasn't old enough to rent The Telephone, Jumpin' Jack Flash, Fatal Beauty. These are all R-rated movies, very R-rated, mm -hmm. as it turns out. And so I just never, and then when I turned old enough to rent R-rated movies, I never went back and checked out Whoopi. So I was thinking about that this summer. I was like, I've been watching a lot of Eddie Murphy movies, and I was like, man, I should go back and watch all the the hard R Whoopi Goldberg movies from when she was like a superstar in the eighties, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. that's a huge blind spot for me. So this is my first foray into this era of Whoopi Goldberg's career. So, yeah. Um, same for me, like this era, you know, I was definitely aware of, of uh, Whoopi. Yeah. Jumping Jack flash era. And like, she was around and like comic relief as well with like, yeah. uh, Billy Crystal and, and, and Robin Williams and yeah. like, mm -hmm. So I do remember that, but it's just like it. I didn't start watching Whoopi movies. Like I love Ghost, but she is like a comedic element in that movie. Yeah. Um. So I did know her as a comedian, but she was also starting to make like, you know, The Color Purple and Karina Karina and stuff like that. Which I love that era of her career too. Yeah, Serafina. Is that how you say? I don't know. But yeah, Karina Karina. 
and yeah. so I'll take your yeah. word for it. Made yeah, America, it's just all that shit. Yeah. Oh, Made in America is so good. Yeah, dude. Made in America like, rules. That's that was another one in there in between. Ghost I love that movie. Yeah. Like her and Ted Danson are so good together in that movie. And Will Smith uh, is just like such Will. a star, you know. Like <laughs> he's just like he's has he's a supporting small role. He's a supporting role, and he's so good in that. That yeah. whole movie is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he had that like Will Smith confidence in like everything he did around that time. It did. was just, oh, yeah. he just walks into a room and you're like, well, this guy, this guy owns everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could totally tell he's like how big of a star he was going to become. Oh yeah. Right. Like right. from back then. Yeah. Um, but this one, and you know, this kind of came up in some of the reviews I read uh, of fatal beauty was that it felt a, a bit like uh, Beverly Hills cop, which yeah. I kind of, I really got that vibe. And it felt like, okay, well, we're we're trying to do another Beverly Hills Cop type movie with Whoopi Goldberg instead. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know even less than the rest of you. Like, it was literally just like Whoopi Goldberg uh, being like <laughs> sister acty and all that fun stuff. And then all of a sudden, she's on The View and she's dressed like a hippie grandma from Berkeley. And like, that's all I knew about her. I knew that she was famous, but like, I don't know. And then I just started watching this movie and I'm like, who's this lady walking down the street? And I'm like, that's Whoopi. Yeah. <laughs> and like consistently, she's super sexualized throughout the whole movie. Every guy is creeping on her. Like this is never, I legit, I asked my girlfriend this too to see, and she's, she's younger uh, by a decent amount. So she definitely has no idea about any of this. But like, I was like, I thought that Whoopi Goldberg was like, a lesbian <laughs> not in any like derogatory way i just literally thought that that's what was happening and then i like looked her up and she has like three ex-husbands and like all of this other stuff and i'm like i don't know who this lady is i have no yeah. idea she is a very she strange and, and presence yeah yeah she yeah. And, and ted danson were romantically involved for for a while mm -hmm. uh, that, during the time of like made in america yeah um, that is honestly super hot <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah and so that's the thing and and so kind of we should run through kind of some high points of this movie uh -huh. um i just want to go say before we get into that i i just when as i was watching this i was like what other actress has enjoyed this level of success that they could be in a movie like this you know because mm -hmm. this movie went to theaters it's not like it was like a big movie you know like and it's sort of a serious cop movie starring a woman who is sort of funny so mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, it's just like, what other movies are like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. kind of, kind of really briefly, this, this movie is, um, Whippy Goldberg, uh, has a, a, a detective Rita Rizzoli and she's, deal she deals with a lot of like undercover stuff. So I think she picked the script out of a stack and was like, we're keeping yeah. the name on this, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, cause yeah. that didn't make any sense. There's even that thing, that whole scene where Sam Elliott's like, I love Italian girl. Oh, I and love that like, part. Though. Bro, she, is yeah. she, it's so good. It's so good. But I don't the sexual know. tension is thick. Oh, well, yeah. okay. So let's 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 run run through the high points of He's this. He's just like a proud gray info. lion in this movie, though. Sam Elliott <laughs> is just like oh fuck, god, yeah, just like a sexy Damn. man, you know. <laughs> so there is some really interesting stuff I found out about this, which may point to like some of that weird dialogue. So Whoopi Goldberg, detective Rita Rizzoli, uh, gets involved with uh, some severely miscut cocaine that is killing people. At the same time that these like low level criminals are trying to uh, essentially take over. Um, 
and antics ensue. The cocaine uh, is called Fatal Beauty, too. It's called Fatal Beauty. Um, so somehow involved is this like millionaire, and part of that millionaire security crew is Sam Elliott, uh, who Whoopi Goldberg kind of gets involved with. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, Whoopi kind of takes out everyone, and she and Sam Elliott <laughs> fall in love. Yeah. Um, they kiss at the so, end, and it was like, all right. I mean, sure. fuck yeah. But she was yeah. like, she was very much the dominant force in between yeah. the two of, it was very much like a man like Bruce Willis or somebody kissing a woman at the end of a movie. That's a bad yeah. example, but you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's kind she of what like, ruled about this movie though. I was just like, it is. She was like too, too busy for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and he is like, he's really handsome in this movie. Like, like Ridiculously <laughs> handsome. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, if she is like, okay, you got to stop hanging all over me so I can do my job. And he's, and he's like, so on, into her, on. too, from yeah. the minute he meets he's her. So into he's her. just like, and I mean, I was like, kind of, I was like, man, maybe I would be, too. I don't know. She's like cool, <laughs> funny. She's short. Right. She's right. cute, you yeah. know? Yeah. She's the um, does her job. Yeah. Everyone else is just like, hey, Rizzoli, here's a sexist comment. Yeah, all the cops are like super racist and sexist and shit. It's like, fuck, man. How'd you you find that body in the band, Rizzoli? Uh, The pool of blood, you fucking morons. Yeah. (laughs) I would imagine that she... Uh, she requested that stuff be added because, like, the opening scene has somebody calling her the N word like repeatedly, mm, and I would imagine yeah. that she was she was like, "I want it to be people to be racist against me, and then I'll cut, come back with some cutting room." Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I yeah. think Eddie Murphy, especially in Beverly Hills Cop Two, he inserted a lot of that kind of stuff into the movie, and like, I mean, for better or worse, for how it makes the movie work. It is what it is, you know, and like, yeah, I like, I like, I like the when they have, there, yeah. they do stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love yeah. when you can see it's somebody's fingerprints to, on the story and stuff like that. Right. It's hard to put racism into a piece of fiction. Uh, but like, I remember thinking, especially when the conflict was really rising and they kept arguing with each other, I was like, oh, this is like white allyship, but as an action movie. Mm-hmm. It's like literally like white people pick up your gun and also dismantle the system or something like that yeah uh, and then go to jail i guess i don't know it, it, it ended on a weird note <laughs> yeah. so um so a little bit about the history of this movie that i found out uh john milius was uh writing it at a certain point and mm. was set to direct so this is of course the dude who did uh, conan the barbarian yes. and uh, fucking uh, uh red dog um uh, Red Dawn, yeah, that's the one I was trying to remember. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very kind of reactionary. He wrote Magnum uh, Force, the sequel yeah. to Dirty Harry, too, which is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got a place in film, but he's also very questionable yeah. politically. And he's who, um, if, you, if the listeners don't know or whatever, Walter Subcheck and uh, Big Lebowski yes. is based on John Milius. It's like yep. he's very much just doing oh. an impression of John Milius. Yeah. And so a lot. <laughs> there's a good documentary so, about Milius somewhere out there, too. Yeah. I. It's one of those like weird director like that. De Palma one, too, is really good. Yeah, it is. Um, it's on par with that one, I'd say. But. Um, so instead, uh, Tom Holland, who of course did Child's Play and Fright Night, yeah. uh, took this over as a means to expand his, you know, his abilities beyond horror. And he never got to do um, too much, honestly. No, but. Um, he this one ended up being kind of like not well reviewed. 
Um, and so also the role of Whoopi Goldberg was also meant for Cher. Uh, so Cher <laughs> was originally going to start. She turned. She ended up backing out of this to do Moonstruck, which is probably a good bet. And she won an Academy uh, Award for that, maybe. Won an right? Academy Award. That really like launched her acting career. It, it would have been uh, cool to see Cher be a tough cop, though. It would, yeah. They um, should have called this movie Rizzoli too. <laughs> <laughs> should have been called Rizzoli with Whoopi, like with a gun, and just like yeah, you know, like that would be cool. How they do all the Burt Reynolds movies where it's just the name of him. Like all of the yeah. 80s movies are like, yeah. I mean, it fits all of the like, all of the other elements of a classic, you know, rambunctious, like don't play by the rules cop. Yeah. And so, yeah, she is the focal point the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do this thing because like I, di I didn't grow up on a lot of movies as a kid. I was only like allowed to watch the Disney movies and that's about it. Mm. A very conservative household. So like as I grew up, I started going back and it was that that almost curse of like watching classic movies and then seeing all of the elements that are now replicated in modern movies. Yes. So it feels dated for me, but then you step back and you're like, Oh, this must've been awesome at the time. Mm -hmm. though. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know where fatal beauty falls in that, but I did see every single like classic hallmark of like, you know, buddy cop like franchises. Mm -hmm. It was so entertaining. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, is that this movie was made in reaction to it. So every time in mm. Hollywood you have one big kind of hit movie, you have yeah. all it's like, well, you know, we're going to have our big tent pole, which is really trying to do something new. But this, like people like this kind of movie. Maybe let's make a string of those kinds of movies yeah. and all the studios follow suit and mm -hmm. they'll be like you know, smaller releases with up and coming stars, newer directors, mm -hmm. you know, who are making their first big movie or something, so this which is, is the case of Tom Holland, who is trying to get out of horror yeah. and trying something new. Unfortunately, right. though, because he's, he was one of the best people in horror. And then he made Thinner later, which is a good mm -hmm. 90s uh, Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. But, um, Technically Richard Bachman, but okay. <laughs> oh, all right. My bad, bro. Jesus. Roasted. Oh, man. Owned. And crucified the people's court by Will. Um, <laughs> fucking, damn it. What were we talking about? Derailed. Talking about horror. Yeah, just kind of like going back to horror. And, and oh, no. Getting... Oh, I, meant, I meant to say that this is clearly, yeah, like you're saying, uh, this is made in the wake of Beverly Hills Cop, like for sure. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking this is like now is like Fletch is probably the best of those movies mm -hmm. that was made after. But yeah. I just watched Cuffs and this is like <laughs> way better than Cuffs. Have oh really? Seen? Yes. Cuffs is no, I haven't seen Cuffs since it like came out. Holy man. Like, shit. Have you seen that movie? I have not. <laughs> it's Christian Slater's Beverly Hills cop movie. Mm -hmm. And he <laughs> he straight up talks to the camera for like most of the movie. Like Parker uh. Lewis style or Zach Morris. He's like, can you believe this? I got shot at and I'm just, I'm, you know, it's like, it's just like, fuck. It was a really bad movie. So having watched Cuffs recently and then watching this, I'm like, well, this had some good, it had some issues, some serious issues, but there were some, like, we haven't even mentioned that Brad Dorif is in this movie. Yeah. And he's just, oh, yeah. uh, he's just doing the Lord's work. And this is my, my favorite era so for him. He looks so cool. He has like chin length hair. This is the era where he's in, um, Blue Velvet is probably a year mm -hmm. before this. And then Sonny Boy is around the same time, which is another right. great weird movie. And I just love him. And then whoever that fucking, the big lunk, that's like his. Oh buddy, yeah. <laughs> I just like that dude. 
should never have been cast in that role, but he brings everything he has to it. And I, he's, he's so good. Like, yeah, it's oh, so man. good in that movie. I love the, vil- <laughs> the villains are all time good. The moment where I strapped is when he fucking bit that glass yes. bottle. <laughs> and yes. I was like, dude, yeah. he spit out the blood. And I was like, well, at least, at least that makes sense. I, that he's bleeding in his mouth. <laughs> I couldn't believe that that shit happened. And then later, <laughs> when the movie gets real serious, I had to keep thinking, well, that guy chewed glass at one point. <laughs> so this movie is oh, on a weird so culture. You, you have that kind of moment, and then you have, like, Whoopi Goldberg dressing up in all these costumes and shit. And it's like, it's it sort of Fletch-esque. Like, or, like, or, like, who's like, Harry Crumb or something. Yeah. I mean, and like, and it's just like, but it's not that kind of movie. It's more like... Like, I've heard FBI theory about how, like, if you're disguising yourself in public, you don't have to worry about being super nondescript because that stands out more. But, like, the fact that she was wearing sunglasses that looked like two tiny cursed monkey paws. Yeah. With painted nails. <laughs> that, yeah. that was just, that, I was like, people are going to remember that, lady. <laughs> she looked cool. I thought we were, I was watching that with a friend uh, last night, and we were just joking about how, like, you could edit this and Sister Act together, because doesn't she mm-hmm. kind of look like that at the beginning of the Sister Act, <laughs> yep. too, with the big hair yep. and stuff? It's like, you could make it like oh, a three-hour movie, you know? She's she a cop a- going undercover. And, <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she gets made constantly yeah. <laughs> every single moment we were like hey i know that that lady's a cop like uh, yeah, yeah, she definitely yeah. arrested my friend the other day <laughs> she's known <laughs> yeah but it was so it was good. such a weird movie clearly the script is like insane and stuff but i think all the the performances were just so fun like yeah reuben blades as like her partner and shit mm-hmm. has like some good moments <laughs> and great. like yeah i just I liked it. He did get a Hispanic accent by the end of the movie. Like, I feel like the <laughs> second they said his name was Jimenez, all of a sudden he let the accent loose, and yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> That'd be cool, man, if you're owning it, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, like, weird that, like, James LaGrosse shows up. Yeah, and he's great, too. Very young. That's, like, yeah. same year as Phantasm, mm-hmm. too, I mean, because he's in that. Oh, I, right. I love yeah. him. He's... He's an indie dar like he's just like he's yeah. somebody that people take for granted, but he's been in he was in safe, like Todd Haynes safe. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, in yeah, Zodiac. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's a great movie uh called Floundering that he's in. That's a good LA nineties yeah, LA yeah. story. It's so good. Absolutely. And it's hard to find. I got a DVD of it because I'm cool, but um, <laughs> but outside of that, it's a strand release from the nineties. Mm-hmm. It's it's got all kind of all the hallmarks of a of a good uh, but accessible strand release. Um, so uh, it was kind of yeah, marketed. It looked like it was like Love in a 45 or some Tarantino yeah. ripoff bullshit, but it was a way better movie than that. I remember. Yeah, it was a really slow and, movie. And, and yeah, it was like a good um, movie. Yeah, it was really good. Um, being 30s in your 30s in LA in the 90s. And then like tons of camp, like Steve Buscemi yeah. just like walks in for like two minutes. Is like then Dennis leaves. Hopper in it, maybe? Yeah. Or, yeah. Do y'all hear that thunder, by the way? Yeah. Like oh, taking we, the listeners out of it. <laughs> yeah, we should we should mention that in the Bay Area, we're having an unusual thunderstorm. Uh, in Oklahoma, crazy. Yeah. this kind of stuff is normal every year. Yeah. We haven't had, we don't have this in the Bay Area. So no. we are. And it's supposed uh, to be, a, it's a heat wave this weekend. And then, yeah, yeah, it like started at like four in the morning and it's been crazy. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's so, how that happens when the heat hits the cold air and shit. Yeah. Like it just. That's fair. Yeah. 
We, I was we, thinking it was like we've been time. overcast. It looked like a storm was rolling in, but I don't know. Yeah, still... yeah you might get it in a day or two, but it's I'm going to assume it's a plague. Overcast here. Thank God. No. I think I think it's the rapture or something. There was a, there was a hornet outside yesterday, and it could have been, but it could have been a killer bee. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I saw this teenager running around our like the parking lot, <laughs> away from it. You know, I would I would be scared of hornets before killer bees, honestly, because like true. I've seen uh, more hornets in my life than I have seen killer bees. Oh, definitely. But there is there is a Christian theory that the Africanized killer bees are like another sign of the apocalypse. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Randy, you will probably remember this. The Killer Bees TV movie that was on Fox. Um, <coughs> like, this will be a true story. Oh, yeah, I one? do remember that. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, my God. That takes me back, man. Because, yeah, yeah, I remember my friend being like, telling me all about how he's scared of Killer Bees and shit. And like, yeah. That was like a deal. Like, people were talking about it, and it was just like, uh, all right. I've never liked insect horror, you know, like the swarm, yeah. squirm, any anything that has to do with like, Correct. oh my god, oh, yeah. there's so many ants or spy like <laughs> spiders or whatever. It's like, man, there's fuck simply this. too many spiders. Yeah. What about like, what about that 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 creep show story with the guy in the like hermetically sealed? Well, I love that because that's more about obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. It's a very like movie version of obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's still is what it, uh, you know any port in the storm for me about that subject yeah. so but i love that movie too and i love at the end when he explodes with bugs mm -hmm. inside of him <laughs> hell yeah it's a great i mean yeah i love creep show dude for sure creep show's so good um yeah anyway uh, I was, <laughs> go ahead oh no go ahead Jeremiah. Yeah. I, was, I was just gonna say that i i felt like one thing this movie did different fatal beauty that is uh yeah. is that it um because I, I, I have been very fidgety inside quarantine. I'll be the first one to admit I bought like four fidget toys the other day. And so now I play this like compulsive phone app game on my phone sometimes when I'm watching something just to like keep my hands busy. And I put it down because then she started talking about her past. Mm -hmm. And I like I was like, this took a hard left turn. Yeah, <laughs> into, like, it did. Tragedy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I saw that in a lot of like actiony '80s movies ever. And then she sits down, and she's like, "Do you know what it's like to be a young black woman in America?" And Sam Elliott was like, "No, I don't." And then they just talk about it. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Uh, just interspersed with like all of the running around with guns. Because yeah, there are so many great moments. My favorite moment was <laughs> when um, when uh, fucking Worm Tongue was in the elevator at the hospital. He shoots Jimenez in the ankle, and then the doors close, which means that he has to ride the elevator down with everyone in it. Yeah, yeah. With music playing. <laughs> that was uh. so awesome when he's just like, they recognize each other, and he just shoots him. Like, that was, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was so great. That was so good. And you're right but about that, yeah. that scene. That sort of makes the difference between this and Beverly Hills Cop and Fletch and all that. Like those Chevy mm -hmm. Chase and Eddie Murphy can't do that scene where right, she right. sits and talks about, you know, what it's like to be black in America, a black woman in America. And like just like yeah. her, like her, how like hard and like bad her past is and like that, that whole scene. I just don't think any of those actors have the dramatic chops to do something like that that right. are also yeah. funny like them. So that's kind of put this movie gives it an edge, I guess. Yeah, the two of them sold that scene so well that like it took me about 10, 15 minutes like after that scene. Then I was like, wait, can you become a law enforcement officer with that kind of path? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I also <laughs> thought that too. But I was yeah. like, will they allow her to the force? But like I didn't notice at the time because the two of them were playing it so well. And I was like, mm -hmm. fuck, this is like yeah. heavy. 
And then, I think, and then the kid slits his wrist, and I'm like, oh my god, everything's yeah. happening yeah. right now. Well, I and think that children die. I think that's that maybe was what crazy led. when all those kids were dead. It was like yeah. ten kids are dead yeah. in the house, and then she's like, it turns out grade schoolers are doing crack now too. Yeah, and you're and like, they what? Died too? Like, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sorry, Will. What were you gonna say? <laughs> no, uh, I wanted to mention something that I read, and this kind of came up in some of the reviews, but the the idea of reactionary police brutality mm-hmm. and how it's displayed in this, you know, not getting around the fact that Whoopi Goldberg in this movie is a cop and does just like fire her gun a lot. At the very beginning of the movie, just kill oh, someone. No, it's like Dirty Harry. She's like writing, like marking people's names out. And then there's even a part where the chief is like, why are you even doing this? You psychopath, you know? And it's like, even with her backstory, it's like, she is like a fucking psychopath. I mean, yeah. but I kind of res- I respect cannon. that also that they, there's so many movies like this made in the 80s that like, we don't question, I mean, you do or you don't, I don't know, you know, but right, like right. that she got to make this, it's like, yeah, why not? You know, I'm glad that it yeah, exists. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. A different it's an interesting point. feel watching this during everything that's happening in this country with police mm-hmm. brutality. It's like, it really paints a different light on it. Yeah. And like, I mean, I will admit that I wasn't super upset about the first guy dying because I was just like, this fool is saying the N-word a lot and I need mm-hmm. him to shut up. And then he was like, oh, okay, cool, he's dead. But the rest of it, I mean, even, like, I, I couldn't understand why she walked into that alleyway, that, like, whole whatever base. It looked like a demilitarized zone or whatever the that fuck was it was. That was insane. Like, it was like the drug hangout, the yeah. weird, like, yeah, that was... I mean, I love that part, but slum in like Jakarta or something. I was like, "Where are we?" (laughs) And then she goes and didn't make any sense at all. And then she's getting mad at Sam Elliott. She's like, "You're ruining my plan." I was like, "What was your plan?" (laughs) There's hundreds of dudes here with guns. (laughs) It was yeah. It was that was insane. She just goes in, like puts a gun. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's like this crazy action sequence (laughs) breaks out. It's awesome though. They go through all of that trouble of Earl going down the fire escape to burst into the window, and then he immediately takes cover. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like running around this building doing crazy shit to each other. I mean, this movie kind of uh, it kind of kicks fucking ass. Now that I think about, it. maybe I just like edit out ten minutes here and there <laughs> and just make it a little quicker, and that it'd be perfect. It'd almost be perfect. It is. I mean, yeah, obviously. Like it's like fascist, you know. Like this movie, yeah. she's a cop. It's like Cobra or something, or Dirty Harry. <laughs> this movie, or Beverly Hills Cop, for that matter. Yeah. But I love yeah. those movies too. I think there's something about, you know, everything we've talked about, how unique some of the performances are, and some of the way places that this movie goes. You know, just sort of like it tips the scales into like, well, this is like good, or it's enjoyable entertainment mm-hmm. or art, even. You know, I don't know. Versus, yeah. like, something that is just plainly fascist but not good even. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting twist. Like, what, what if we put the oppressed in that position? Like, are you comfortable with it still? Yeah. Audiences? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, I mean, they mostly were, but maybe not enough at the box office. No. Yeah. yeah. And I think her being a woman plays into that probably, you know, because, I don't know, it's not... This movie was at least as good as... Beverly Hills Cop 2, I would say, mm-hmm. which I do right. like Beverly Hills Cop 2. 
I really yeah, wish that she would have made a movie with Tony Scott. That actually would have been that, that would have been cool. Kicked that ass. Been. <laughs> That's what yeah. puts that Bad Wheels Cop two a little bit over the top, just because Tom Holland ain't Tony Scott, you know? Yeah, but. Oh, that was good. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we're at uh, coming up to about a half an hour, so why don't we take a quick break? Yeah, let's and come back up. with our big roundup. Yeehaw! I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. All right, we are back and ready for the big roundup. Yeehaw. This is where we uh, first give our one through five star rating of this movie. And Tier Mari, since you're our guest. We're going to start with you. What did you give this on a one to five star rating? That's very kind of you. I will give it a, a three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Do, do yeah. I explain that now? Or do, do I, I don't know. You can. Good? I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, go ahead I, and explain I, why. I'll, I'll say uh, that um, it it is everything that I enjoy about crazy 1980s action movies with cops. Uh, but then it also has a lot more heart and a uh, surprising amount of representation and uh, discussions about responsibility that you don't really see very often. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's the most nuanced uh, murdering cop movie that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, I like that. I, I can see that. Uh, uh, Randy, what, what do you give this on a one to five? Well, stars I for? also am going to give it three and a half out of five stars. I found it to be. Um, more than serviceable uh, action cop. It's kind of a, it, it's a kind of a quasi, it has comedy elements. We didn't talk about, there's this part where she goes to this rich lady's house and there's like this great moment where she punches her through her own window, oh, basically. Oh, yeah. It's and it was so, I mean, I just love, that whole scene was great and it's funny and awesome. And um, I think the villains, I, I mentioned, I just want to really hammer home that Brad Dorif and the weird football player looking dude, they're just doing like the Lord's work. You don't, I mean, mm -hmm. your movie can like live or die by how good your supporting cast is. And I thought they really brought it for like 
this movie of all movies. And Brad Dorff is Chucky, so he had worked with Tom Holland before, and it was mm-hmm. just cool to see them together. And I thought Sam Elliott, like, fucking, this is like Roadhouse era Sam Elliott, <laughs> like, Mask era Sam Elliott, with Cher speaking of. Oh, yeah. So, oh, was this going to be a reteaming of them? Was oh, he, I don't know if this came out before or after Mask. I think it came out uh, before Mask. Mask is like 85, because what... This is 87. 87, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like, okay, I don't know. Anyway. Um, That's cool, though. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three and a half out of five stars. It is a fascist cop movie, but it's like a fun <laughs> one. You know? So... Well, I, I'm going to give this one uh, two and a half stars. Uh, cop movies are not really my favorite, um, but I think this movie is saved a lot by the cast. Um, yeah. You know, despite everything I don't really like about the story or anything, I do really like Whoopi Goldberg, Sam Elliott, Brad Dorff. Yeah, all the, like the cast great. is great. And like they do a lot with what they're given. Um, and it really kind of, that is the thing that kept me tied to the movie was, was just kind of seeing them kind of, you know, play with what they had and um again two and a half stars not bad not great but not bad either and if it's something you're kind of wanting to check out will gives especially it especially if you want to see like i give it i give it a uh, um a c plus 50 percent out of a uh, c plus all right no i'm just um, <laughs> <laughs> uh no if, especially if you're wanting to see like kind of whoopee especially whoopee i should mention is going to be mother abigail if and when they release that stand miniseries this year uh, <laughs> i'm really excited for that and it's why she had the the white dreads uh, uh on view yeah. for a while that was part uh, of her uh, uh, that was part of her mother Abigail getup. And Whoopi is a huge Star Trek fan. Has been involved oh, with yeah. Star Trek a lot. I'm watching uh, TNG right now, kind of going through it. And yeah. it's always nice to have her pop up. She was doing that like the height of her career. You oh know? yeah, she, and it's rules. She asked to be on that show, yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, of course you could be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg." Yeah, Mega I mean, Star. honestly, just quick shout out to her because, like, uh, I mean, she she said Star Trek was one of the reasons why she even thought she could act was because like she saw a woman of color on the screen. Yeah, she was right. like, you can have a pretty black woman on TV. Yep. And so she was inspired. But like she also inspired a lot of people like yeah. she's very dark skinned. And I, I I don't know if shadism has been discussed on this podcast before, but like no. it was a real big deal, especially back then to have someone that dark in yeah. such so many leading roles yeah yeah I, w- I was just talking to this with uh with my wife while we were watching this and it was like in 1987 to have Whoopi goldberg as a leading bankable star that you can put in your movie i know and, then, um, and it's like just a cop it's like cobra but with her yeah in it, yeah you know? it's just it's like, like that's another beverly hills cop knockoff <laughs> Cobra's man. Okay, so Cobra and and uh, and uh, Cool as Ice. No, not Cool as Ice. Stone Cold have a very similar grocery store scene that I love. Oh, um, hell yeah! It's almost a mirror image of of the same scene. You know what? Movies. I've actually never seen Stone Cold. <laughs> oh God, man! I know. I know. It's so good. I'm holding it's it. Got... I'm just holding it in the chamber. It's like my you know my silver bullet that I know it'll be good, but I, I think I've never I... seen it still. I think I like it more than Cobra. Um, it's just, it's got the boss. It's got Lance Hendrickson. It's got mm. William Forsyth in it. It's just, it's really, oh, it's I love so Lance ridiculous. Hendrickson. I mean, yeah. he and Brad Dorif are kind of similar energy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, yes. Brad Dorif has that, because he, I mean, I he's in uh, one, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
Yes. That's one of his big early movies. Yes. But then he's also in like, uh, he was in Deadwood too as uh, Doc Cochran. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, and, uh, he's great in that in that show too. Absolutely. So he's yeah. A really versatile actor. Uh, it was always fun to see like pop up. He had bit parts in um, that uh, Werner Herzog when he made um, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call of New Orleans. He plays oh, really? the guy who works down in like evidence and he has like Nick Cage goes and like gets drugs from him or whatever. Or wait, no, no, no. He was in- no, no, he's the bookie. He's the bookie. That's Michael Shannon. Okay. He's the bookie. But then he, on the back of that, he made My Son, My Son, What Have You Done? And he's also in that, and he has a bigger role, and he's fucking great in that. And they also made a movie that- called Wild Boo Yonder together. I've that seen that one. very good. I yeah, just, I haven't I seen love- the other two, but I have seen, like, Wild Boo Yonder, which is awesome. And he's in Wise Blood. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know I'm missing one. That John yeah. Huston adaptation of Flannery O'Connor's novel, and, like, yeah. he's a star of that. And that movie is very southern and brutal and awesome it's just very good well well, randy those are some good recommendations do you have any other ones uh that you might want to throw in based on this one uh no just the other you know cobra fletch fletch (laughs) fletch is fletch is the best because he's not a cop he doesn't use a gun in the movie he just outsmarts everybody and makes them yo he yo jimbo's the bad guys and makes them kill each other I hate Fletch. You hate Fletch? <laughs> I could mostly because of, of, of uh, Chevy Chase. Oh, dude, I love. I really don't like him. Oh my god, you you. Oh well, like I'm Caddyshack. Not, we Caddyshack. We, we gotta move no. on. Maybe uh-huh. in the, maybe in the <laughs> another episode we may just some be talking about Fletch at yeah. some point in Those it, and you'll have to connect the dots. Movies. Vacation movies, the only good movies he oh, ever made. No, dude. Well, I'm not going to yeah. get into it right now, but I'm going to recommend <laughs> Fletch against Will's advise me. I love Fletch. Great movie. All right. Uh, uh, Tiramari, uh, any any other movies you would recommend? I, so, I mean, again, I have a weird movie education. So the two movies I thought of, you're probably going to like be weirded out by, but I thought of Police Academy at one point yeah. when I was watching the film. Because totally. I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's like a decimated city. They, they find this weird like desolate wasteland that a bunch of gangsters are hiding out in and they find Bobcat Goldthwait there. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Those, those vibes. <laughs> but then also, I, th- I think I think it's just because the drug hideout was so impactful to me when I was watching this movie because I was just like, I don't know where this place is. Yeah. Uh, but like, I also thought of like Hook a little bit because it had Lost Boys vibes. That specific alleyway. Dude, that's it, all I was thinking really of. Dude, it was, it was like a fantasy movie when they go and right. it's like, it made me. Quite, I was like, "Is this movie set in L.A.? Like, where where is this movie set?" Exactly. It reminds me of that new of Dread, like the future right, where right. there's like that big comp. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, yeah. And if you like uh, puffy bomber jackets and acid wash jeans, follow me on Instagram. That's my hell other yeah. recommendation. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and we didn't mention, but the fashion in this movie was amazing. Dude, oh, yeah. yeah, so many dope fits. It's like, holy shit. There's a shiny shirt that Brad Dorf has at the mall scene that I can't get out of my head. And Sam <laughs> yeah. also wore crazy, beautiful gray tones that kind of echoed his hair. His hair is just, holy His hair shit. is everything. Yeah. Beautiful gray lion, proud lion man. Uh, anyway. Yeah. We should get out of here, uh, I think. I got, I got one recommendation that is, of course, uh, the Dragnet movie with uh, Tom Hanks and oh, Dan Aykroyd. That movie if you see, whoops ass. <laughs> if you want to see just them, this, like, the comedy of this taken to its logical conclusion. <laughs> not saying it's a good movie, but it is, it is well within kind of the wheelhouse of this. 
The and Pagan one, Game. Um, oh, man. That is a funny I, movie, dude. <laughs> I don't watch that movie a lot, but I do watch the music video that came along with it, the the rap that uh, <laughs> that Aykroyd and, and Hanks did. <laughs> it's rough, <laughs> the, man. Uh, City it's of a, Crime. It's a, different, it's a made in a different time. Yep. Well, I haven't watched it in a long time, but as a kid, I loved it. I yep. laughed so hard when they're walking around with those pagan leg things on. So funny. Tom, oh Hanks, Tom Hanks is just so hilarious in that movie. He's a peak, <laughs> peak sarcastic Hanks. Anyway, yep. <laughs> let's get out of here. Uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, Tiramari, what have you got to promote? Uh, well, I'm actually going to be writing. Um, well, I mean, actually, I have to finish my first draft tonight, not to pull back the curtain so much. But I'm writing for a uh, sci-fi radio play uh, out in Berkeley. So that will be really cool. Uh, I'm looking up the name of it because I, I think we just changed the name. Dark Matter. That's what it's called. Uh, Barrier Radio Drama is the name of the company. Um, so I'm writing I'm writing something for that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Follow me on Instagram because I'm going to start drawing cartoons again. What was your Instagram? Wow. Uh, quarantine is really... Uh, Tura Mario. So it's my name, but with an O at the end. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll have that yeah. in the show notes. You can you can Tight. look that up. Tura Mario, where, where is that radio drama going to be? Where can we hear that once it's out? Are they doing that? Uh, at barriaradiodrama.com. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah we get the I'll, email I'll right now. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, uh, Randy, what do you got going on? Um, chat piles doing things. We have some exciting news. Uh, I'm not going to say on here because I don't know if I can or whatever. <laughs> but my shit, Randy Rules, is on Spotify now. And that's fun. Saw that. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe, wearing a mask. Black Lives Matter, you know, <laughs> defund the police. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it going. Things are getting yeah. bad. They seem hopeless kind of right now. I, but, you know, we can still, you know, voting on a smaller scale than just the presidential nominee yeah. or whatever is you can yeah. do some just things. Just do what so. I do and, and drink more. Let's just do that. Yeah, I mean, we'll <laughs> yeah. do that too for sure, yeah. I mean, stay well however you can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for me, uh, all my usual stuff, big, big one, nerd rage, the great debates where you can hear Tiramari, uh, yeah. quite often, uh, on that, on that series is one of the regular, uh, cast members there. Um, every week, new episode alongside cathode rate mission, uh, as well as sub doc, uh, documentary reviews. I'm not on that one, but I do produce that one. Uh, the day this episode comes out, we have one about the Go-Go's documentary, which I oh, thoroughly enjoyed. I haven't um, seen that. That's cool. It's on Showtime, brand new. Um, Love the Go-Go's. So, yep. So check those out. Uh, check everyone else's stuff out. Any stuff you need to know will be in the show notes. We'll be back next week with another movie. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.